This podcast is part of the famous original Podcast Network family. You can find us by going to www.fopnet.biz. Welcome. Everything is fine. This is a Good Place Podcast, brought to you by Nerdy Things Pod Productions. We are the Nerdy Boys. I am Tim. This is Kevin and Jules. Say hello, guys. Hello, guys. Hey, yo. And this is Everything is Fine, a podcast dedicated to the hit NBC TV show, The Good Place. We do an episode for every episode they do. That means this is the first episode of the Sad Face final season. Oh, why you gotta say that? It's season four. We're just calling it season four. Season four. Season four. Before you said that, I was hand on my chin pointing emoji, and now I'm sad face emoji. (laughs) (laughs) But we gotta get to party hat, thumb and mouth emoji. (laughs) Whatever that one. Popping bottles. Popping bottles emoji. Yeah, yeah, we we won't. All right, we won't reference going forward that this is the last season. Just that it's season four, and that some miracle may occur. So yeah, we do this podcast. We love doing this podcast. We've been on hiatus, and we don't remember how to do this podcast. But if you're listening and you're back, we thank you for that. Follow us on things like Instagram at Everything Is Podcast. Oh, jeez, Louise! Everything is podcast. Everything is, Everything is, podcast. is podcast. Is this podcast? Everything is podcast. This is all staying in. Uh, <laughs> I know. Once I said something, <laughs> Everything okay, Is go. Fine podcast. Also at Nerdy Things Pod everywhere. Everywhere there's a thing, go to Nerdy Things Pod and www.nerdythingspod.com as long as Kevin still runs that website. Yeah. <laughs> people know about it still because we got people that bought merch. We have yes. merch. And they bought Everything is Fine merch. So thank you so much to all of you uh, still supporting the show and still talking about the show in the Facebook group as well because that's like mainly where yes. people are posting and people are talking about um, this show. So if you want to join the Facebook group and talk about what's going on each week going forward, uh, everything is fine on Facebook. Just look it up in the search tab and it'll be there. It'll be a group. And there's a lot of people super excited about this show and uh, hope you're excited about it too. Our maximum Derek's are so awesome. Even before the show came back, like the whole month leading up to the show, there was a lot yep. of kind of buzz online. They're very social media active, uh, NBC and The Good Place anyways, and of course all the actresses and actors. And as soon as that buzz started happening, our Facebook group reignited. It's like the first place they came to talk about this stuff was right to us and to the community. And I love that. I think it's awesome. So oh, thank you guys. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So on the hiatus, what other media have you guys been consuming, Kevin and Jules? Give me a couple of things. Not Well, could be Good Place related. I don't know. But a couple of things that are not Good Place TV show that you've been doing, checking out, that's been in your sphere. Uh, Well, I've been watching Barry on HBO, which stars Darcy Carden and uh, the girl who plays Simone. And you see a couple of other faces that sort of uh, pop in, I believe. But it's been a show, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I heard it's really good, though. It is. No, it's good. But it's I don't I don't really know what it is. And I'm not sure it knows what it is. Like, I'm I'm kind of waiting for that moment where I'm like, oh, okay, this is a really good show. 
but I haven't had that moment yet. Like I was, I was kind of hoping this would be a replacement for Dexter on Showtime, which was a phenomenal Mm -hmm. show. I've actually just read the first book in that series and already that's a little different than the TV show. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, so I've been watching that. I've been reading a lot of books. I'm, you know, nine books into a series where we've just found the bad guy. Uh, actually I'm nine books into two series where we're about to find the bad guy. That's weird. But yeah, <laughs> just doing a lot of reading, a lot God of watching. Damn. Yeah, Kevin reads. I forgot. Kevin's a reader. Um, so I've since we've been on hiatus, I started Twitch streaming like a whole bunch. So like my main content that I've been going into is video games. So I've been playing like I found like everybody really likes or like my community really likes story games. So like diving into something that's because you know I can just play Fortnite. I can play Apex Legends, whatever, be really bad at those. But we go into like these story games like Life is Strange, which is really interesting um, and going into like character development and stuff. And we just started today The Wolf Among Us, which is you're the big bad wolf and you're the sheriff of uh, this town. And there's a bunch of fabled very you know whatever all these different things that you have to go to and and you're like investigating these stories and stuff so uh i found that story games uh in the video game space is like super fun and super interesting and i also hate tim because you got me hooked on armchair expert with dax shepherd and i every time like i have a bunch of podcasts that pop up and it's like well okay whatever i have like 10 podcasts to listen to i always go to armchair expert first if you don't know, Dax Shepard is a uh, husband and wife to, you know, Kristen, whatever. But it's just really good. Kristen it's Stewart. The best. I don't know. Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Stewart. It's the Fuck. best podcast. Yes. I'm sorry. I know we do a podcast, but it is the best podcast. I That was one of the things I was going to say too, Jules, because obviously I listened to Armchair before. We talked about it, you know, when we were doing the show. But I have listened to, at this point, literally every episode and gone back and listened to some twice because not only mm-hmm. is it like fun celebrity interviews and I learn I, that's the weird thing is I listen to an interview with a celebrity and all week I just want to tell random people who don't care the things that I learned <laughs> about that celebrity. Yeah, yeah. But the expert on experts interview, I am learning so much about advancements in medical research and technology, yeah. psychological studies, uh, th- the things about myself. It is just all in one of the most fascinating things TV show otherwise that I've ever listened to. And it is so engaging. And I learn every week. I learn something from that show. It's amazing. So cool. So yeah, armchairies unite because armchair expert is awesome. Um, the other thing in the sure I decided to give another shot to parks and recreation, which I had previously tried, you know, a couple times to watch the first two or three episodes. And I'm like, man, it just wasn't for me. Uh, Kristen mm-hmm. and I have almost finished. We're in the final season right now. We've been watching for like maybe two and a half weeks. In the middle of that show, like seasons two and a half through four, it is it's right up there with some of the best sitcom television I've ever watched. That show is oh. so funny. And now I get all of the references. Like Kevin used to say, <laughs> oh, that has to do with Parks and Rec. When it comes to this show, it's like now I get all of them. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a Hooray. good show. Yeah. So Yeah, it's really good. What how do y'all feel about what is it? The office is leaving and they're putting on Seinfeld. The office is leaving Netflix and then Seinfeld is coming on to Netflix now or something Friend, like that. Friends is leaving that? Netflix. 
Friends in is 2020. The, I thought it was The Office. Maybe The Office is too, but, but Friends oh, okay. is like a All huge right. deal. So yeah, Netflix, it makes sense because Seinfeld is on Hulu and that I believe at one point was where Comedians in Cars was, but uh, mm -hmm. Seinfeld, the man, signed a huge deal a la Adam Sandler with Netflix to do a couple of comedy specials <laughs> and then also to be creating the new seasons uh, and the previous seasons of Comedians in Cars. So the fact that Seinfeld, the TV show, will now be there, it just puts the Seinfeld universe all in one place. So I think that, to the me, Seinfeld universe. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is something I, I both do and don't care about. Like, as far as the, the shows themselves, <laughs> eh, whatever. Um, the fact that they're somewhere else means I can watch them. But I just wish that, like, shows that haven't been on TV for a certain amount of time would just settle the hell down. Like, just, yeah. no. here you go. You 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 have, you know... Hulu has the rights to it. We're never going to revisit this. It'll be there <laughs> until the heat death of the universe. Fine. Like, I just want to be able to watch everything. That's all I want in life. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to sit you. down and watch episodes of Viper, that TV show that went for three seasons that everybody remembers for one season because it introduced the Viper car. And that's it. And it somehow survived two additional seasons that no one has ever heard of, but I can't find it anywhere. Spoiler alert, it is You're alone terrible. on that one. I don't know. So, so moral of the story <laughs> is all you. Kevin wants streaming rights to be a lifetime contract. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, Finally. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, great to catch up, guys. This was fun, but. We know it's over. We That's know, it. Yeah, That's the it's over. <laughs> and we know that everybody comes here for only one reason. It is the next to things that they do in Armchair Expert. It's the greatest podcasting segment in the history of podcasting. It is out of context quotes of the week. Jules, you kick this thing off. Oh, yay. Hooray. Uh, here's a few. Oh, my God. This episode was awesome. Okay. <laughs> Oof. I mean, cool. Good save, bro. Make that apparent. Nice save. <laughs> Val, who's a bigger skid mark than Val? Maybe your mom. <laughs> and Stonehenge was a sex thing. Yeah, I mean, those are my. Three. How could that not be on the list? Yeah, of course, definitely. All right, I had. I love reading lights. They're great for reading. <laughs> Dead eyes eat hearts. Can't lose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have two more. I have, that feels so Derek. And <laughs> attention, murder has been me. <laughs> I can summon philosophy books like Thor's Hammer. That is literally my number one dream. Also, ow, that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you were a cake so I could push you over. Stupid, good-hearing, reformed demon. Princeton. I was top half of the bottom half of my class. Rowing team, sailing team, class president. I hung out with all those guys. Oh, God. Oh, God. This guy. Oh, I'm not part of this. And lastly, 1877 Cars, cars for, for Kids. A-A-R-S. Cars for Kids. 1877 Cars for Kids. Donate your car today. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Tell me what happened. 
Oh my God. So in this episode, we have Eleanor pretending to be the architect of the town, introducing it to the new people that are coming in, who are the worst people imaginable for our heroes. Uh, we have the inimitable uh, Linda Johan- uh, Johansson, who is the most dour, slow <laughs> person ever. <laughs> Uh, we've know Simone from uh, previous episodes where we met, uh, her with that. We've already been introduced last season to John, uh, Weston. Was it Weston or Wheaton? John Wheaton. Uh, and we met Brent Norwalk this season, who is the me tooiest, douchebaggiest. <coughs> I just, gentlemen, I'm going to stop and edit myself on that one. Yep. Um, <laughs> this isn't a political podcast. He's a person. <laughs> he is a person. Um, and he is just the worst. And so it's them trying to figure out the people that are there while annoying Mindy St. Clair. And a rivalry between uh, Jason and Derek heats up and in, leads to Derek being rebooted for the billionth time over nothing. all right yeah so we start this episode with eleanor showing chidi around and this was a difficult scene to watch because chidi is so excited about how perfect everything is and i don't think chidi was ever this excited about how perfect this place was in any of the previous iterations so that's going to make eleanor feel real good Mm -hmm. perfect without her yeah. And she's just thinking about that the entire time. But to be fair, she it's perfect for him because she designed it. She yeah. was the she knows oh, okay. him. she put in reading lights. She she knows his top two favorite things are books and reading lights. <laughs> so like this was specifically geared to him in a way that the previous iterations weren't. Yeah, and it's and that's part of what makes it so tough because it's it's heartbreaking because she knows him well enough to give him what's perfect, but yet she can't enjoy it. So much so that at the end he wants to thank her and forgets her name. Oof. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. No. No big deal though, guys. It's not even important that. Not, yeah. No. Um. But yeah. So they get back and and Michael gets all inspirational. And Sean gets the opposite. I don't know what even know what that word is. Demotivational. <laughs> Michael's Demotivational, like pumping everybody go. up, complimenting everybody except for Jason. Couldn't come up with anything for Jason. <laughs> and, and Jason. <laughs> yeah. And uh... <laughs> so let's quick aside on this. All right. Recently, my wife has started playing one of the songs from the SpongeBob musical while we're driving. Oh, which Be- one? Um, uh, just a simple sponge. And oh. there's a line in that where he's talking about how he's going to save the world. And he's got Sandy's brains and Patrick's brawn. And he, well, and the biggest thing he can make a claim to is that he can eat a lot of ice cream. And that's all I could think when they were focused on Jason for that <laughs> moment. Incidentally, they can both eat a lot of ice cream. Yeah. I actually just bought front row center pit tickets to the opening night of SpongeBob the Musical here in Boston. I want to be surprised, but <laughs> hey, I got to listen. Enjoy. I won them on Lucky Seat. They were $35 a ticket. I couldn't what? say no. I didn't even know there was a musical. Not I a clue. I should know this. Oh, it's no hilarious. idea. Wow. Well, okay. for 70 bucks, how can you lose, right? Right? You can't. <laughs> and by the way, Jason would eat the most frozen yogurt, not ice cream, okay? <laughs> mm, there you go. 
So, all right, we just got a few minutes until the next contestant, I'll call them, pops in. And Eleanor is wearing a pantsuit, being all law and order. And all I could think of was her TV show and forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay. Oh, yeah. It was such a flashback to that character, that stupid, like, procedural crime drama, typical pantsuit-wearing woman character. Yeah. We got an SVU. <laughs> we got an SVU. I don't know. I never watched the show. <laughs> <laughs> so Linda comes in, and she is nothing, literally the most nothing person. I, like, okay, as as her as, her as a character, like, I thought that would have been, like, okay, no, like, why would why would that be such a problem if she was just nothing the entire because time? Because she's not going to get any better. She's not motivated enough to interact with anyone. But maybe, like, by the end, they'll be like, "Did you did you get better? They have or one like, year. Were you a better person?" Well, so but go back and think. So didn't they decide she was for Tahani, right? Uh no, that she was for Jason because oh, right, uh, right, the right. gossip reporter was for Tahani. That's we met, right. We met him last season. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. how how can Jason relate to someone who's nothing? Jason's so everything. But I think Jason would actually have a fantastic time at that. Yeah, that's what I was like. Oh, Jason he'd have, could be. He'd have a great nothing. time. But how the heck would he make her any better? Yeah. Hmm. hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just thought that was like really weird to just give her nothing, and then uh, Eleanor seemed like super frustrated with that, and I was like, eh, like whatever. That's fine. I don't oh, know. It would bug the heck out you have of me. A, you have a year to figure it out. You had a year to figure it out. You could, probably could have figured something out that she would have liked. But maybe. Michael was like being super like motivational this episode. And I really liked it. Like before, you know, he had like breakdown last mm-hmm. season or whatever. Like this season he was like, yeah, now that Eleanor is the fearless leader. Like now that she has the leader role that he had, he seemed like super motivational to everybody. So I was like, okay, he just didn't like you know, being the guy it's just, anymore. It's he just too didn't much want responsibility. Well, yeah. that that was, like, was eh. ages ago. You guys probably forgot about that by this point, right? Yeah. What? <laughs> his, his breakdown. <laughs> his breakdown. Yeah. yeah, it was it was so yeah, long. Yeah, you ago. guys probably forgot about that. Mm-hmm. But no, so I was I went back at we as we discussed pregame. I went back and listened to our last episode from last year to kind of refresh my memory as to how we do this. And we were uh, talking about a few things going forward. And one of the things that we did talk about was how Michael has always been at his best when he's strategizing and planning behind the scenes, but that he wasn't necessarily the best improviser, whereas Eleanor is a world-class liar, which she told Chidi, her boyfriend at the time, and that her ability to think on her feet and improvise was her strength. So yeah, we're really kind of putting him at this point in their wheelhouse. Eleanor just gets to go out there and kind of BS everybody. And Michael gets to sit behind and guide the whole, you know, boat, be the, be the rudder mm-hmm. of the thing. And it is, I mean, it is looking like he's comfortable. I don't know if it's working yet because things are, are definitely yeah. not going great so far. Everything isn't great. <laughs> everything isn't great. Yeah. He's, but mm-hmm. he's, he definitely looks like he's kind of comfortable in his role. I will say that. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, Next, we have the new contestant, who is Brent, and he's basically just the target Trump voter. It's it's like it's like they looked and said, "Okay, Donald Trump is marketing to a person. Let's create that person. And it's this guy. And I have to. 
Well, unfortunately, yes. This is so this brings me to a conundrum I'm having with this season. I always liked the other characters. They were in the bad place. They had their flaws, mm-hmm. but I liked these characters. So I rooted for them to get better and to succeed. Even Eleanor, who out of the all of them was obviously the worst, but there was something redeeming about her. That Arizona trash bag. Yeah, everybody <laughs> likes an Arizona trash bag. But I don't like any of these people. And I'm only kind of rooting for them to succeed because I'm rooting, rooting for the others to succeed. But I don't want the sarcastic gossip reporter to... I don't want him to do... I don't like him. I don't like this guy yeah. who's like... Listen, uh, secretary. Oh, I mean, vice president of helping people. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) I I don't like these people. So I'm having a hard time with this so far. I don't even really like Simone in this. Agreed. Oh, yeah. Simone's super weird. We'll probably get into that. But it's like, ooh, her and her and her whatever state right before she dies that her brains are brains just firing off, you know, random things like I don't like this kind of Simone. yeah yeah everybody's a a little frustrating and they and and they're so they're like all right that's fine these people are not the best but we're gonna work on it let's put them in puzzle face territory we'll get them to party hat territory (laughs) we've already got simone in party hat territory no problems there we know what makes her tick and then to your point they go do the video presentation where michael's like look for the subtle things just the little facial movements but they don't have to look very far because Simone's friggin' shaking the guy in front of her by the head. Which, even if she thinks this is all fake, why, why is that her thing? Because okay, why not? Uh, she's real. trying to help him out. Figment of my imagination. This is clearly a projection. Let's shake this guy's head. What the heck is she doing? She's trying to crack his You've neck. You've never wanted to do that? Thing. I mean, if I ever wanted to do that, I think I just would have done it. So maybe that's my problem. I've already done the shaking of the head of, of people. But no, no, I've never thought I've never looked at someone and goes, I just want to shake that person's head and see if like some nuts fall out of their ears or something. You, you I, haven't I don't lived. Know. Oh, I guess not. Kevin goes and shakes everybody's head. That's how he greets people. That's how he greeted me when I went to go see him. Hell yeah. Shake my head. That would mm-hmm. explain why there's so many complaints at work. Oh, that man was just <laughs> shaking my head. I don't understand. <laughs> But yeah, she she ends up being the person that she has to everybody has to worry about the most. And that's kind of crazy. And now I don't know. Don't like her character, don't like her right now. And like I can agree with you Tim. I don't like any of them really. We didn't really touch the gossip gossip character or whatever, the gossip columnist, but you know, we saw him a lot in the last season, so. Yeah, we spent yeah. enough time, you know, introducing him in the last episode. We figured him out. It wasn't right. that hard yeah. to figure him out. He's definitely not in puzzle face. We know, we know yeah. what's going on with him. But, so, we, yeah, so we've got all these humans that we don't like, and, and, and they're a problem. But in addition to that, Derek's walking around again, and that's a problem, she Janet comes up and she's trying to mediate between him and Jason and then he's like I made that butt I made that butt I made both of those butts I gotta watch these butts what are we gonna do with this guy he's just hanging out it's just Derek he's just Derek let him be Derek no 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 <laughs> no because he had glasses of the weirdest things like he starts off with a glass of pickles he upgrades to a glass of onion which he then it proceeds onion, to yeah, eat with the a- glass <laughs> and then finally it was a glass of He's cherries fine. like was that dessert He's harmless i guess the, i i don't know i mean they're in the food. this is this is a derek it's meal a food, sort of 
Yeah. Sure. Pickles, onions, and cherries. The pickles were the appetizer. The onion uh, was the garnish because he ate the glass. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there you go. But I nothing says nothing says I'm serious about coming to take your girl other than eating a glass, staring nope. the guy in right front in the of face. Him. Ooh. You're right. <laughs> I can with, see why he rebooted him, yeah. With an onion just cleaning up the mm. nostrils, just cleaning up those sinus passages. <laughs> Yeah, so he comes for Jason. What? Yeah. He, she's my... What did he say? What did Derek say? She's my... Mommy girlfriend. Mommy girlfriend. Something. Mommy girlfriend, yeah. She'll always be my mommy girlfriend. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, so th- I, they don't know what to do at this point. Like, how are, how are they going to make it so Simone knows that she's actually dead? I mean, other than three days of mouth fleas, what else can you do? Well, you could yeah. introduce her to Chidi. <sighs> yep. Is that the last resort, I guess? Yep. Like, that's the easiest thing. It's not, it's not like, the easiest thing. That's the toughest thing in the world. For Eleanor, yeah. yeah. But Oh, well, yeah, they did meet and it didn't go very well. <laughs> it did not go well. So everything in the, in the party backfired. I mean, Simone mm-hmm. is go- first. She goes crazy. Uh, Brent's over there. Brett, Brent, whatever his name is. He's over there bragging about hanging out with important people at Princeton. Uh, other dude is over there talking about his boy is going to be so gel. Yeah. Nobody knows what that means. <laughs> he just pieces out from those people to go find better people. I was people. lost on that one. Yeah that, yeah, that one didn't work out. And then they get Chidi involved, finally, and she puts two and two together with Chidi. She figures out how he's in her synapses coming and making her feel like she's dead, but she's not. She's really alive in a coma with a deteriorating frontal lobe. Is that what causes this problem? I don't know. Center, I cerebral cortex, something like that. Right. Maybe the way to make her see that it's not is to put her in that situation then like now maybe they can put her into like a hospital somewhere they can put her into oh hey you woke up like this is you waking up maybe that's the way they do it reverse psychology yeah reverse psychology like oh like you wake up the next day and it's like oh hey we're here whatever i'm your doctor eleanor's like her doctor or something it's like oh you woke up finally okay this is your life now this is real life quote unquote and then she keeps going. It's like, well, yeah, this is it. I don't know. Some somehow, well, somehow she, can she already it, thinks I that think. Derek is her doctor. So you got to bring Derek into the hospital, and then Derek he's going to say in, something yes, like, sure. "Well, you've been Derek'd, so <laughs> now we have to Derek you into Dereking." Derek seems legit. Problem solved. <laughs> all right, so yeah, I don't know. Now Mindy is all pissed because Darth Vader's turd is in their living room. Jason's all <laughs> frantic because Derek's out there doing stuff, and she's like, "You know, you can murder that son bitch." And they what? did. Murder is me. I am murder. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody brought it up in uh, the Facebook group. Like, how many times has Derek been killed? For little things. Yeah. So and what what's happened? Like what he's what's going on there? He's getting That's a big stronger. Question. Like he's gonna wreck yeah. everything. And I kind of enjoy that thought. <laughs> Jason Mansukis gonna... if they just let him go full on unleashed on this show, it could be pretty epic. Cause he doesn't yeah. follow a script, that guy. 
he gets hired to improv. So I think in the middle of a story, he could just throw monkey wrenches into this thing and take it in direction that they didn't originally think. So oh yeah, especially cool. in the afterlife where anything is possible, yes. I'm sure he just boop something. It's like <laughs> I'm pretty sure that glass that he bit into was real glass. He was supposed to bite into the onion. Probably. Probably. Probably true. Improv. Improv. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Janet commits, uh, not Janet, Jason commits murder and Derek is becoming more of a Janet, less of a boy, not a robot, something like that. I don't know. Oh, that was Mm -hmm. the other thing. So side tangent, I'm listening to Armchair Expert this week. Did you listen to the most recent one with uh, Monica Potter, the live show? No, I didn't. Okay. So they're doing a fact check and uh, Dax was talking about how like when Kristen's on on screen, he roots for her to get with her, her love interests. Like he's like, oh, mm-hmm. Cheaty, I want you to kiss Cheaty. And there's no <laughs> jealousy there. But then he was talking about yeah. her like getting with someone else on the show. And then they kept, they were talking about Janet and they kept calling Janet a robot. He was and Monica was both calling Janet a robot. And I'm sitting in my car and I'm screaming, she's not a robot. She's not a robot. <laughs> like it was driving me crazy. So yeah. I, I tweeted at Armchair Expert today and told them that in their fact check, they should make sure that they're not getting their facts wrong and not calling Janet a robot. Ooh, they haven't responded yet. She's but, not a robot. Know, yeah, she's definitely <laughs> we'll see. not a girl, not quite a robot. <laughs> um, but Michael's pissed about jason's acts because it's pretty stupid pretty selfish i mean not that you should expect unstupid things from jason but she's he's pissed janet's pissed but janet's kind of pissed at everybody janet is getting because her emotions she's becoming more human before it's like do this do that do this do that and she's like oh great thank you now she's like Brett is asking me for everything. Eleanor is just demanding I make popcorn rivers. And then Michael's just like, sure, make it flying time. Okay. I'm holding together 400 fake humans. And you're just telling me to do these things like it's no big deal. And you're killing my... So if she's daddy, Mm. if she's mommy wife, then he would be son husband. You're killing my son husband? I mean, what's... I don't know. (laughs) what's going on she's yeah, she's pissed. trying to she's trying to hold everything together and she's feeling all of the human emotions and i love it and she's just like well no i can't break concentration because then all of everything will f- fall apart and it'll go all haywire so and and brent's telling me to go get him a drink or something <laughs> go make him a sandwich <laughs> of course he I don't is know, but yeah it's crazy and she's so that's kind of like a, a way to get her out of it and kind of have everybody to their own you know wits like we can't just ask janet to do a thing because she's super busy and she'll probably say no so eleanor and everybody else eleanor and the gang have to figure it out themselves right and figure out what's going on what they're gonna do so I mean, first thing you gotta do is flying day flying day seems like a really good idea everybody loves flying except for linda linda doesn't like anything just keep pushing her what do you like linda what do you like i like punching you in your face that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. She just went on a rampage. Punch, boom, fly, take off, punch, throw guy. This was the best boom. superhero movie I have seen in a long time. Yeah. Isn't this the beginning <laughs> to Heroes or something? I don't know. It was. I, I love that this was also like, that was definitely a reference to a superhero movie. And that was the second one in this episode yeah. because of Brent and his 
you know, Captain Marvel, you know what I'm saying. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, she goes crazy. Or she? It? Demon? Question mark? Right? What yeah, and was that? Judge Jen is pissed about this whole thing because we realize the reason why she went super nuts is because she's actually the shirtless demon who's always trying to get with Eleanor. And Michael's pissed about him being shirtless. Eleanor's not so pissed about him being shirtless, though. She's giving him a long lingering eye right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Sean's unapologetic and basically Judge Jen's like, hey, I will rip your eyelids out and start this whole thing from scratch if you get involved again. But it was interesting because, again, one of the discussions we had last year was people kept saying, who's going to be the fourth human? That was the way they were phrasing it because Chidi was mine was going to be erased. And we're all like, no, Chidi doesn't count. It's going to be five humans because mm-hmm. of Chidi. Well, guess what? We were kind of right, kind of wrong because they did pick five, but we're back to four because Chidi's involved in the test subject group now which is cheating because it's like studying for a test and actually acing the test that's That's cheating cheating. that checks out that's cheating i did the math or actually Uh i had someone uh else do the math but i copied off of them oh (laughs) that's not cheating so they gotta send a shirtless dude back so bad janet comes in hot on the train crashes some barrels they put shirtless guy on the train handcuff him and bad janet is explaining to eleanor that literally everyone thought she was going to fail just like you are um i also realized now that i've watched parks and rec the writing teams that michael shore puts together love the word literally they say literally hmm. all the time i mean it was literally like, all the time they figuratively say it all the time they figuratively yeah it was the key catchphrase for uh chris traeger i mean literally everything was literally but i've noticed it in the good place they say literally literally all the time it's ridiculous <laughs> and bad janet was playing bejeweled or something i noticed that they never <laughs> yeah, show right? like what she's doing on the phone yeah she was playing like <laughs> not only that but that was composited in so i don't know what she was actually yeah. doing but that was just yeah like you saw that too yeah. like that was like a little, little bit something a little weird it. and i was like hmm it was real important so there was that some, it was that. Green screen. Yeah. Right? There was some discussion on the group about what Bad Janet was doing, like that Bad Janet is going to somehow infiltrate or that there was something else going on there. The The only thing that I picked up on is she was really trying to get in Eleanor's head. I mean, they yeah. know that Eleanor is insecure, so she was really trying to make Eleanor feel like she is failing already, which is going to make her second guess herself and not, you know act confidently and make good decisions going forward so yeah i mean i I don't think the bad place is gonna do anything super crazy i mean i'm i doubt they're gonna stop there i doubt they're gonna stop and say like all right we won't mess with them anymore but like i feel like this is gonna be more of what's gonna happen with simone and chidi and how is eleanor gonna deal with it and because you know that whole last season was pretty confined when we started last season they were like it's going to be more about these little connections with different people. It's going to be the uh, emotions involved with all these uh, different characters that we built up. And that might be more of that this season where it's just, do we let Chidi and Simone get back together? What's going to happen? Where, you know, how do we make them better? So I don't know. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit more confined and not so much bad place does 
things to to hurt them. See, I'm really excited because I feel like this show does a good job of setting us up and having it be like, okay, let's speculate. How is this going to unfold? And then the next episode will start with like, I don't know, someone opening a door they shouldn't and then it'll go sideways and suddenly we're in some other universe doing something and and yeah. it, there's no way to predict for it and i just love that yeah we always do these predictions at the end of the episode and they're they're rarely ever right but it is <laughs> interesting especially with this season because they've done so many twists and turns and flipped the show on its head so many times and you think this is the last season this has to be the greatest culmination of all that and then they just tell the bad place they can't do anything else. Otherwise, the experiment's going to be over. So we're lulled into thinking that they somehow can't do anything big. But that probably just means you're going to do something bigger and somehow not get caught. I mean, I don't know where they're going to go with this season. It's it's set up right mm-hmm. now where if they were just to follow the basic storyline, the formula that they've set up, like most television shows would, this would be a very boring final season. But you know that's not mm-hmm. going to be the case. I mean, no. they made the choice to end the show on four seasons when they obviously could have been renewed for more. So there's got to be some big game plan. And I am super excited to find out what the heck it is because I don't know where they're going to go right now. No. It was during the break, right, between our last podcast and now that some somewhere in between they were like, all right, this is the last one. Like, we didn't know yeah. no. this was going to be the last season until, like, pretty recent, right? Yeah, like the month. They just said, we're making ago. another one, season four, whatever. And then they're like, well, this is going to be the last one. We've already told our story. And it's like, what? Oh, my God. I know. So, I don't know. It could go, it could go a ton of different ways, but I'm definitely sure... It's not gonna disappoint. Sure, it's not gonna. He's sure. You know, He's Michael sure. It's yeah, not gonna sure, disappoint. Sure. <laughs> All right, you guys have anything else? No. All right. Uh, let us know what you think about the podcast, and you know how happy you are because we appreciate all of you for sticking by and hanging out with us still in the last season, and we're really <laughs> sad. This is the last time. So yeah, we're a crying face uh, emoji, but we're excited to be back. <laughs> we're excited to be back we are so thankful for the maximum derricks who follow us uh, for their participation in the discussion group so hey if you're a new listener if you're like hey man i binged this show in the in the last few weeks to get ready for the final season and and now i searched on itunes or stitcher or somewhere and i found you guys thank you for coming Go to our Facebook discussion group. Go to Facebook, search Everything is Fine, you'll find us. Go to at Everything is Fine podcast on Instagram, at Nerdy Things Pod, because this is part of Nerdy Things Pod Productions on all social medias, or www.nerdythingspod.com. So, thank you guys for joining us, and we hope you have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye. Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Boys from the underground.